Welcome, watchers. This is episode two, session three of the Hathaway crew. This episode is The Return. And I'm going to go ahead and bring in the crew. Welcome back, crew. You are unmuted. Captain's Log. Stardate 8046.2. We departed M1733 three weeks ago and are now en route to Sigma Iota 2. 19 years ago, it took the Enterprise a year to get out this far. Thanks to the Hathaway's new engines, we'll make it there after only a month of travel. No wonder Starfleet hasn't bothered to return until now. We'll arrive in a few days, and I'm curious to see what has become of this planet. The records of the Enterprise's mission read like a bad hollow novel. Yet somehow Kirk managed to unite the Iotians under a leader named Bella Okmix. My orders are to, uh, to resume relations with Sigma Iota 2 and ascertain the cut that Kirk negotiated for the Federation. I'm not sure exactly what that means, and it doesn't seem like anyone at the Admiralty does either. Now that technology has brought the Iotians closer to the core of the Federation, Starfleet is anxious to establish more regular communication. What happened on Sigma Iota 2 is a textbook case of cultural contamination. I can only hope that the Enterprise's crew wasn't so careless 19 years ago. The month of travel has given me the opportunity to spend more time with this crew. I'm proud of how they performed at Nalandrin, and I'm excited to see how we do so far away from the Federation. End log. Good job, Captain. So, crew, as you can tell, we are making our first connection with TOS. We are revisiting the Ioceans, a.k.a. a piece of the action. So before we arrive at your destination, let's talk about what the crew has done in their transit. So who wants to RP or inform the rest of the crew what they've been doing? Everybody talk at once. Well, the Admiralty wasn't exactly happy about how we handled things on Nalandrin, so I've been smoothing over the uh, the aftermath of that and uh, have really enjoyed watching this crew excel in their day-to-day jobs of just taking care of this ship and its crew and making sure that it uh, functions at the peak performance. Oh, peak performance. Ah, the reference. <laughs> Good job. Oh, this is totally accidental. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How about the XO? How are you feeling after your accidental knockout? I'm feeling like I let the crew down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, there's, a, there's this tiny alien running around behind me. Just... <laughs> well, I can see the impact from your knockout has been a little bit more longer than we thought. <laughs> that happens. But unfortunately, I've had to take some... How about we move on to the, um, the engineer and XO comes back in a second. Engineer, what have we been doing? 
Grok has been busy upgrading our data network. Uh, response times are down, computer access is up, and the AI is a little less grumpy. Which sounds impressive from a guy that's generally very grumpy most of the time. It's a gift. <laughs> so you mess with the ODN network, I take. Yes. Good, good. How about our don't ops officers? Don't oh. the N in network stand for, or the N in ODN stand for network? Are you being Are you messing with me semantically? I'm just pointing out that you said you by saying ODN network, it's like saying ATM machine. It's redundant. So the ops officer passes out, accidentally hits his head. (laughs) (laughs) The ops officer has been working at making sure he's completely familiarized with all of the sensors and other systems that he uses so that we can scan things more efficiently than we did last time. Have we been playing in the spear when the XO wasn't looking? Maybe. No comment. (laughs) I have no idea where those Mardi Gras beads came from. (laughs) Mardi Gras beads. Haven't Uh, I talked to you about accessorizing the spear? No bumper stickers, no fuzzy dice, no Mardi Gras beads. Oh, my fuzzy dice. (laughs) I hope the command... I hope the commander didn't see the mustard stain. The commander did see the mustard stain. Oh, crap. <laughs> but well, he maybe was, I don't know, may have been hallucinating. I mean, he did get a pretty heavy blow to the head. Little pastrami and rye while you're working on stuff? Yeah, when I was upgrading the console, remember? Mm, nice. That console. <laughs> It's a sore spot in my pride. <laughs> eh, did it leave any scars when they exploded in your face? I don't know. I haven't really looked into my face yet. <laughs> Not a single like mirror aboard the Hathaway, damn it. Wouldn't Dr. Jad or be better at be very good at removing any scars that might have appeared? But yes. The thing is, it gives the character gives his uh, appearance flavor. Man, chicks dig scars. <laughs> what, what's our weapons officer been doing? Uh, you know, a little of this, a little of that, a little playing with the sensors, a little adding some more sensor points in those pesky little dark spots. Security drills. Ooh, security drills. Internal or external? Yes. 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 Cool. Um. Working on composing a new song with my my friend from the academy, so we've been trading uh, music files back and forth to get that down, and generally avoiding any kind of meeting that the captain set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've been uh, notably absent. Uh, we should probably uh, have a conversation about that. Rock walks yes. by, humming sorry, into sorry, the Sorry, ma'am. You know, providing security to the ship is a 24-hour-a-day job. 
So is commanding this ship, and I still had time to teach Koloth to roll over. Aww. <laughs> How's he doing? He's doing great. His cold is all better. I no longer have Targ snot all over my quarters, and now we're, I'm working on training him. You want to hear something funny? Do I? Maybe. <laughs> Koloth gave his cold to the doc. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. That's a resilient cold. No, I uh, seem to have come down with some kind of Andorian flu, a new strain. So past few weeks, I've been working on a vaccine for it. So uh, the doctor's been working on healing herself, it seems. So this can heal myself. Are any of the other Andorian crew members affected? Um, none have reported so. Uh, I've been pretty much keeping myself in quarantine until I've been out of the contagious stage. Have you considered that you might have gotten this from the candy doctor? Um, not from the candy, but it's very plausible that our new recent friends um, may have uh, given me a little something. That's something. That's one of the things that I'm looking into. Biological warfare. I didn't think of that. <laughs> That's why it's such an abrupt ending to the meeting. Hmm. We should probably talk about biological warfare too, and how it's not a good idea. Oh. And against everything the Federation and Starfleet stands for. Come on, people. And why do we have technology where we can make that stuff from? Like mutagenic gels and that kind of stuff. Because it can, gels. it can be used to help people too. And that is why biomimetic gel is a highly controlled substance. Do we know that, doctor? <laughs> yes. Can we use biomimetic gel for other things than just making weapons? No, you may not. Oh, well. I mean, if it could only be used for making weapons, then we wouldn't have any on board. Interesting. I write that down. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Feed the bandit credit, has he? Feed the beast. Write that down. Okay. So, sounds like everybody's been keeping themselves occupied. So, <clears throat> is there anything you guys want to do in your last couple days of transit? I want to find Croc. Okay. Uh, w what time is it? Is it uh, after hours? Well, right now you can choose the time it is because I haven't set a stage of time right now. Okay. It, it, once again, it is end of the shift. Um, the crew, most of the crew has gone to bed. Grok has snuck into the mess hall once again, locked the door. Okay. Oh, oh hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You, you got something? You got I got, something? I got something. Is there a disco ball involved? I got something. <laughs> it's I'm trying to find a better picture so it's not as grainy, but I got a lounge. Like. That's awesome. So the back, we'll say the back room. We'll say the back room in the back here. 
is the actual like little bit of a, like a hollow lounge type thing. It's small because it's really new. So let's get you in there, or you can put yourself in there. Alrighty. Got to grab my name. All right, there I am. There you go. So he's in the back doing his thing. Is anybody in the lounge just chilling in the lounge? Or are you I all wrecked you out? He'd only be in here late, late at night. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just interested in talking to Croc because I've noticed how well the computers are working in the last couple of weeks. And I've also wanted to talk to him about the shuttle because I'm not a fan of having a, that extra console in there. I'm kind of like an old school kind of guy. If I cannot fly the mission, then, eh, what is it worth? We don't need to have a backup. God, it sounds like a horrible person. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's also... He's been working hard and hiding. Well, not, I don't know, hiding, but the crew has not seen much of him at all over the past three weeks. He's been in a Jeffrey's tube or somewhere. <laughs> Yet every morning there's a report on the captain's desk. No one knows how it gets there. Yeah, I wanted to go find the gentleman because I also wanted to talk to him about who's going to scrub that mustard stain out of my seat in my shuttle. So I queried a computer and found that he is in this lovely little lounge here by himself and the door's locked. So I have override computer. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, do okay. I have to roll for that? So because Grok is the engineer and he particularly does not want somebody in here, you're going to even though normally your XO's abilities would be able to override that thing, he's got like a little jumper in there that's that's kind of stopping from that from happening. So let's see if we can get you a roll in here. And sure, let's do. It's nothing ridiculous, but it's just not normal. Hey XO, I get to open this. So give me one success, and it's going to be your. Let me bring up a sheet here real quick. It's going to be your reason with your engineering. You only need one success. So you get you, so get you some momentum going. There's your one success. The door takes the best of my qualities. So you fumble with it a little bit, not a whole bunch. I mean, you're a pilot, but you're still Starfleet trained, and you get it to unlock. It's not real. It's not. Uh, it's not a little clear. Just push a couple buttons. You had to short a couple things together, and you were successful. But the panel may need to be looked at later on. But the door opens. Do I hear the door open? Uh, yes, because the, the space you're in is. Basic. You set up a set up the space to alert you if somebody walks in here. I go to meet him at the pass. I walk in. <laughs> Grok, are you in here? Uh, uh Command Commander Trinner, what, what what are you doing here? His voice cracked. <laughs> 
Welcome, Anna Grok. I've been trying to find you for the last couple days. I've been meaning to talk to you about this spear. And also, people have not been seeing you around for a while. And we've been a bit worried about you. Also, that mustard stain doesn't clean itself on my shop. Uh, I thought that one of my engineers were supposed to clean up the stain. Um, oh, okay, I'll I'll take care of it personally. Uh, anything else? Can I... He he starts walking towards walking back towards the door, trying to usher you back out. <laughs> and I'm not moving, I'm like Grok. What are you doing in here? Um, it's uh private. <laughs> it's okay that it's private, but you've been you've locked yourself in this room for a long time. We haven't seen you in a long time. We don't know how the ship is running because nobody sees you, but somehow it's still running. I'm only in here in my off hours. I, I, I still do all my work. I do everything I'm supposed to do. And I make sure that, that everything is, is under control. But when it's my time, it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I certainly understand that, but you can't just commandeer this space. Um, you know, the rest of the crew also might want to use the lounge. Uh, I understand, but this is the only facility capable of what I need. All right, Grog, I know you said it's private, but kind of don't want to go there, but do we have to be concerned about the safety of the ship? No, you don't have to be concerned about the safety of the ship. Are you having a secret ABBA dance off in the back there, or what is going on? <laughs> if I show you, promise not to tell anyone. Since I am the second in command of this ship, as long as it's not interfering with the way the ship is run and with... Your performance as chief engineer, then yes, I promise. All right. He leads Tretner to back to the the back area. What do before, I see? Before he opens the door, he, he stands in front of you. He looks up at you because, you know, you're tall. <laughs> and he says, please, no one must know what you're about to see. I promise. I'm actually very curious of what's going on. He opens the door and beyond is a landscape of rainbows and there's a, a unicorn running by. Um, <laughs> there's like this, 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 there's a, a, a stream, but it's like chocolate. And, you know, there's like these like giant um, candied um, gumdrop mushroom type things like sprouting all over the place. And he says, uh, this is for my kid. I'm, I, I make hollow stories and this is the only hollow facility we have on the ship. Well, this is certainly a hell of a program. Can you, you want to tell me a little bit more about that? Um, well, ever since my daughter was a little girl, I've been creating these hollow novels and, um, 
I've never sent them to her. I mean, she's like 47 now, but I've never sent them to her. But every day I unwind by coming in into the hollow area and creating a, a, a new story for her. I've got like 6,000 of them. This is, um, this is just the newest one I'm working on. Well, I call it Unicornacopia. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cap. Wow. <laughs> I admire the effort you put into creating this for your kid. It's just, is there really no other facility where you could work on this hollow novel? I mean, don't we have a dedicated hollow suite somewhere on this ship? So a we, few years ago, Starfleet, uh, uh, in, in the aftermath of the, the Klingon War, they, they discontinued using holotech and only have recently started allowing us to put it back in. And this is the only area on the ship that's commissioned for, for it. So, yeah, sorry. So... Uh, as you're informed or you're basically uh, know that hollow technology was not as good as it is obviously in TNG and is very power consuming. So the rooms are small. The, the hollow deck or what the hollow usage rooms are really small compared to TNG area. And because that <clears throat> your ship is not a real big ship. I mean, it's not. It's it's only a class four, so it 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 doesn't have a large crew. So they didn't specialize in holodecks, just it's because. Also why he had to upgrade the the data network is because it wasn't giving him the oomph he needed to get his work his uh, his you know cornucopia working right. <laughs> yeah, and this is only this isn't the only one. There's a couple crew lounges, and each one has a small one, and. Uh, he probably uses this one because it's the least used. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the holodecks on this ship are not big just because of the power consumption. I mean, this is designed for high speed and science. So, uh, crew pleasure is not high on their list. Random question. Do we allow families and children on board this ship? Uh, no. That's probably good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we didn't confirm that children and stuff were on until TNG. Um, even the Enterprise C didn't have any kids aboard. I mean, the D is essentially just a flying kindergarten, really. So, it, what's, what's the terminology they use? The, the Warp Hilton? Yeah. All right. Well, Grok, I'm. I'll keep this to myself and just make sure that you show a little bit more of yourself to the crew. I mean, hang out with people, you know, we're crew, we work together doing this all the time is admirable, but you have to build a report with your crew. Remember? Yes, sir. I just find it very relaxing being able to, you know, create and just let my imagination go at the end of the day, you know, I certainly do. Well, speaking of distractions, and I guess I'm going to go back to the shuttle and take her out for a little spin with I'll, the mustard smell. I'll get that mustard stain cleaned up first thing in the morning, sir. 
Thanks, Grok. All right, you have a wonderful evening, and good luck with those unicorns. Thank you, Commander. Uh, just a side note, Exo. Uh, you're still at high speed warp, so taking that shuttle out. Maybe then I a just go difficult. to the shuttle and cry because <laughs> I want to go out. <laughs> so, and because you love unicorns just so much, so much. Uh, okay. Who doesn't? Anybody else got anything before we fast forward to the arrival? That's a hard one to follow. <laughs> oh, um, I would like to brief the uh, crew on or have some unprepared briefing on gangster culture of the 1920s and replicate us some clothes so that we will fit in with our fancy suits and flapper dresses when we get to the planet. <laughs> okay, so you're going to pre- prepare clothing for the last reported era the Ioceans lived in. Okay, yes. cool. Sweet. Okay, so if nobody else has anything to RP on, we are going to go ahead and roll forward to your arrival. Okay. So as we transit through the transit, uh, you start getting to the point where your long range sensors are starting to uh, scan into the area that the Ioceans star system resides. And you start picking up orbital bodies around the Ioceans planet orbital bodies to the point that as you turn satellites yeah at this range you can't really tell yet it's just something is orbiting the planet um mr troll can you please do i can we do a sensor sweep or sure can can we do a more targeted sensor sweep at this distance because i would like to do that and i think we should do that from the bridge we'll transition to the bridge Okay, so there we go. Everybody's in their spot. Is everybody not on the bridge currently? So everybody's on their appropriate locations? Yeah, I look good. Okay. So. I always look good. (laughs) It's the spots. (laughs) So, ops, (laughs) what I want you to do is we're going to go ahead and do a scan. We're going to do a concentrated scan. So basically what you're doing is you're, instead of doing like a large area sweep, you're going to go ahead and reconfigure the sensors to do a deep scan in a specific location. So what I want you to do is I want you to roll your for your character. I want it to be, sorry, I'm disconnect that so I can bring a character sheet up permanently. I want you to go ahead and do a reason science role, and the ship is going to assist with a sensors science. And we're looking for just two successes. I mean, there, there is, it's a, a decent range still. But it's not difficult. 
All right, and I'll use my focus on sensors. Yes. Nice. Holy shnikes. Damn. And so let's get rain momentum. <laughs> you guys pull for momentum. So because you were so successful, here's what comes back in the sensors. You are picking up what appears to be a large or medium by what Federation would consider a medium sized space station. And there are at least, at least two uh, spaceships around it. Their size returns is it's it's pretty small. They're not real big, but there are there is a space station and spaceships orbiting the planet currently. That's it. Can I get Admiral Kirk? Whoopsie. <laughs> can I call Admiral Kirk? You can attempt to contact Admiral Kirk. Let, let's see how persuasive you are. So the first thing okay. you do is you're going to establish a connection with Starfleet. Uh, at this distance, with we can say attempting to contact Starfleet directly should be real time. Okay. So let's go ahead and roll a... Uh, so who's going to establish, who are you ordering to establish this connection? What are you going to have them roll? Oh, well, it's a con, it's a cons <laughs> connection. <laughs> it's a what connection? Sorry. It's going to be communications, communications. Okay. That's not, so what attributes and disciplines? Oh, you're trying to dig on me. Uh, it's just going to be a, uh, control and uh, a control science. Okay, Mr. Troll, that's you. Ta- Mr. Troll. Yes, Captain. And it's not, it's going to be one success, and the ship's going to support with comms and science. Okay, so add one more momentum. No help from the ship, but we got it. And on your screen appears a uh, just like a watch officer, like a lieutenant commander, command, lieutenant commander, mm-hmm. watch officer. Yes, Captain. What can I do for you? Yes, can you please put me through to Admiral Kirk? I need to speak to him of, of urgently about his previous mission to Sigma Iosha Two. Uh. <sighs> Let me look up and let me look something up. And he starts hitting up the console and starts pulling stuff up. Uh, Captain, I, I see that you were briefed as to the last meeting. Is there any particular reason you want to talk to him directly? Yes, there's been some new developments. Hmm. Well, let me see if where he is. And you basically get the please stand by in the big screen as he makes it, he jumps to make a connection. Turbo with music. <laughs> and after a few moments, you get, you get him back on the screen. Uh, at this time, Captain Admiral is currently uh, in a ambassadorial meeting and is unavailable. Is there anything particularly I can pass to him on his first availability? 
Uh, yeah, I got one word for him. Transtator. And he looks at the briefing and you just see his eyes just kind of go, kind of drop down on his head. I will inform him as well as I will brief the, uh, the captain when I get relieved in the morning. Because in Earth, back at Earth, it's, you know, Earth time, it's, it's pretty late. Okay. So. Well, thank you, Commander. Yes, Captain. Uh, be safe in your travels. And screen cuts out and you go back to your, uh, go back to your uh, star screen as you, as you transit. Yeah. So time goes on a little bit more and you start getting a lot more specific stuff. Yeah, you're not getting a Shatner voice, people. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Shatner voices can be fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> I see your chat over there. You ain't getting no. Uh-uh. Okay, so as you get closer, the space station is not small. It is. You could basically dock up next to it. Maybe not inside of it, but what you do also pick up is it is not currently completed. It's about two thirds completed, but it it is a legitimate size space station, it, uh, closer to almost to a shipyard size space station to the point that they could build ships out of it. Okay. So is there anything else you want to prepare or scan for before you actually arrive? And this is basically us trying to set you up some kind of advantage that you think you could use. And I'll give you a chance to discuss amongst yourselves what kind of advantage you would like to set up if you so choose. Um, Can we intercept any of their transmissions? See what... Can we get a feeling for how their culture has evolved? Are they still gangsters or are they have they moved past that with their technology as well? Okay. Uh, so that would be a scan. Uh, before we do that, is there any advantage? Like you want to prepare anything before your actual arrival? We'll do the what you can get out of scan. So I'm just looking to set, see if you guys want to set up an advantage. Like, I don't know. Be creative. So you, you know they're mimicking type people. They have a space station and spaceships, and you're arriving in an unknown situation. Is there anything that you would like to prepare? Uh, if you guys have played D and D, it's basically uh, I'm preparing this action for this kind of a situation. Same thing here. You're setting up something that if there's a trip that causes uh, a trip, that you can take that action to help out. Uh, should we maybe raise shields? Not yet, but we should be prepared to raise shields. I don't want to uh, antagonize them. Okay. Yeah, we should have shields on standby. Okay. That works. So, your communications as well as your tactical officer are picking up two things coming out of the two different things. Your communications officer is picking up reception, but it's encrypted. So uh, he's picking up transmissions. Most of them are encrypted. You are getting television type transmissions like mm, analog type transmissions where there is straight up 
like video coming in. Your tactical officer is also picking up uh, low-level radars, almost to the point that it's uh, covering space. They know that we're there or here. Mm, at this distance, you, you're uh, as the engineer, you would probably determine that you're not sure if it's that strong. It's more about covering their immediate planetary area. You guys are still just at the edge, arriving on the star system. So you're still several AUs out. Your estimations at okay. their power strength, they probably only can do right around the planet. Are we getting any readings about offensive, defensive capabilities of the station? Mm, the radar it's, and the satellite. Okay, I'll let you. I'll let you roll for this as a tactical officer, but it's going to take three successes for you to be able to dig out the difference between standard transmissions and tactical transmissions. And you're going to have to roll a uh, probably a reason, and you're analyzing, so it's still going to be a science. But your specialty in knowing the difference between the transmissions, it'll drop it drop down one success. So I'll say it's going to be two successes. And the ship's going to support you with uh, sensors, science. Okay. Mm. Ooh. Oof. Okay, you can use a momentum if you want, or if you have an ability that allows you to re-roll any of those, you can choose. But you get yeah, one re-roll if let's you... Let's use a momentum. Okay, so spend a momentum. Okay, and now you can go ahead and re-roll. Do you want the ship to re-roll as well? No, the ship stays... The ship, you would have to send a separate one from, uh, for the ship. Okay. Mm. Mm. so fate doesn't want you to have this so <laughs> you can't determine if the transmissions are orbital based or if they're ground based you do know there is like I said is radar slash defensive offensive capability but you can't determine if it's from the station or from the planet I do have a uh, a question. Um, from the sensor data that we've collected so far, am I mm -hmm. able to discern any specific information about the station and the ships and satellites that they have in orbit? Okay, so at this range, I'll give you... I'll uh, give me one specific question, and I'll give it one free. If you want any more, I'm going to have to either have you roll it or spend momentum for it. Uh, okay, so it, it, it sounds like they're not very advanced in terms of, of the, the radar that they have. Um, how, how advanced is their, um, their station uh, technology? Is it like, is it mere quality or is it uh, International Space Station or even more advanced than that? Uh, I would say it's between, it's above International Space Station but it's below the mushroom tops that we're used to. Intriguing. 
cops. That's what it looks like, right? I, I forget their exact. I forget their exact class. I used to know. I'm getting old, but yeah, it's 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 beyond the International Space Station. I mean, they're literally able to build ships on this location, so they have a supply chain going up. Okay. Uh, okay. And then I, I obviously I'm going to want to roll then um, because I need to know how they're getting uh, materials and ships into orbit. Okay. So uh, you're trying to further analyze. You're trying to further analyze the sensor returns that have already been established. Uh, so it's going to be let for you. It's not going to be a sensors. So for you, it's going to be a reason. And it's going to be engineering. Uh, the ship's going to assist with computers engineering because you're not getting new returns. You're analyzing existing ones. And it's going to be three successes because you're going to have to really like dig into it. And this is more time crunchy. Uh, the reason is three successes, trying to get that information out before you arrive type of thing. Unless sure. you guys want to stop the ship or something like that. I mean, you haven't. You, you're still traversing towards the planet. Um, I, go ahead, Captain. Go ahead and use the momentum. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Um, my focuses. Um, I have manufacturers, transporters, replicators, computers. Um, computers. Uh, I'll let you use computers. Yep, the ship okay. is using the computers to further analyze existing returns. Uh, XO needs to pull uh, a momentum off. Oh, nice. Well, he doesn't have to pull it off because you got two back on. So put, well done. So put, uh, bring it up to five. So your scans... So your sensors are highly advanced... But they still work off a couple of things. They're looking for heavy metals and things of that nature are really, you know, large fields of energy. So after digging in a little bit, there's a little bit of like background return that after analyzing, you discover that there is a space elevator. There's a space elevator that's attaching the space station to the ground. And uh, with your, as, as humans, you are familiar with the use of space elevators. Who are you calling human? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) I mean, as Federation type people with a human history uh, helping establish this, everybody's familiar with a space elevator, right? And that's an actual question. Intriguing. Uh, Everybody here is Star Trek fans, so I'm pretty sure everybody. Just a question. Do, does the Federation have space elevators? I didn't think we do. The only one I can remember from Star Trek is from the one Voyager episode. Well, I we're kind of retconning that that space elevators were a progression to modern day, or well, with equivalent Star Trek's modern day stuff. Okay, cool. That's cool. No, I just want to make sure they don't have more advanced technology than we do. So. No, no, no. I, I, I want to say that the Millennium Gate might have been an introductory step towards that. But then once we had uh, anti-grav and, and the ability to, you know, uh, um, impulse engines, it, it, it wasn't needed. 
Well, yeah, on top of the transporters and stuff. So, so yeah, with a spe- yeah. space elevator, you can make a couple of assumptions. Number one, they probably aren't up to, up to transport technology yet and things of that nature. But yeah, there is a space elevator that's transporting material between the planet and the space station. Intriguing. Okay. Can we attempt to decrypt any of their transmissions? <sighs> Interesting. So I'm going to have to extrapolate a little bit. We're going to say since they, quote unquote, were, you have established contact of their language, which of course is probably not what human is, or I'm sorry, it's not plain English, but at the same time, the TV show had conversions. So we'll say that because you're familiar with their language tables, yes, you can attempt to decrypt it. Okay. Uh, This one here, uh, you're going to have to pick the person before I give you the stats because you're basically pulling, who do you think would be the best person to decrypt stuff like that? Um, this one I might actually do myself because I have a focus in xenolinguistics. Perfect. So you're going to have to use insight because you're dealing with a unknown encryption, you know, unknown encryption key. And you're going to do science. And your ship is going to use sensors to receive the information or no comms. I'm sorry. Let's use comms. Ship's going to use comms. And science. XO, can you please roll for the ship? And we're going to say that it's going to be... uh, It's not too difficult. Let's do two successes. Okay. I mean, they are using older technology than than your ship uses. What am I rolling for the ship again? Comms, science. Come on, ship. Mm. <laughs> okay. So again, you can use the momentum to roll one a roll dice on the captain's side, but you have to accept whatever you roll unless you have something that allows you to re-roll in your character sheet. Uh, I only I have something that would help would have helped identifying the space station, but nothing for this specific task. Okay, we can use momentum, right? To yes. Yeah. Okay, so I will go ahead and re-roll and use one momentum. Okay, burn a momentum. Yep. And re-roll. And that's still two dice, right? Yes, unless you burn. Uh, well, you could. You got to re-roll the roll you did. So yeah, it's two dice. No. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the encryption key they're using is is more complicated than you expected, or has an odd key that you didn't expect. Um, this is embarrassing. Ag- again. 
this is not that you wouldn't be able to break it. This is more uh, time crunching because you, again, are still approaching the planet. So, oh, go ahead. Do we at least have any images uh, from their television transmissions? Because if if they're not gangsters anymore, I don't want to go down there rolling like we're gangsters. Okay. Uh, yes, there is analog, non-encrypted uh, transmissions. You're able to put it on the screen. Even if, what? Even if they're not gangsters now, they were 10 years ago, which means they've spent most of their life living in a gangster paradise. <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, God. So. How far far out are we? You're probably uh, three planets out. So there's two more planets and then the uh, Iocean 2. Roughly at the speed of light, we're talking maybe a few hours. Okay. Uh, uh, at the speed of light, you're minutes away. I figured you, as you entered the star system, you, I'm assuming you stop, drop down the warp, or I'm sorry, you drop down the impulse. No, yes. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to how um, up to date the the transmissions would be. Oh no, receiving. minute uh, at the speed of light, they're minutes. Okay. Because uh, standard electronic transmissions are 0.98 c, so. Uh, yeah, at, at, at like nine AUs, that's nine minutes. That's mm-hmm. twelve, closer to twelve because it's point nine eight, so ten to eleven. So yeah, it's only minutes old. Um, so what you see on the screen is they still have their their fedora hats and stuff like that. Um, think about what the you know television's image is, of course, not you know. As modern as we're used to being. Nobody, nobody's ro- rocking, you know, the shoulder pads with the bangs. No, and- no, no, no. Uh, they still wear clothing that, that you expect. Um, you can you can extrapolate that since the cultural exposure that they had was just tech. Their, their day-to-day lives are still gangster-ish appearance. But their cars, their technologies and stuff like that are more modernized. In fact, to the point that some of them are like some of them, some of them are almost hover cars. I mean, uh, if you don't remember, just to get the players up to date, they left behind what's called Transtator, which we're supposed to say it's basically the equivalent of a updated technological transistor. Um. Which is a basis, they even say it's a basis of most of their technologies. So, because the TOS era had stuff like um, anti grav sleds and things like that, they're starting to progress at that air, uh, those areas and fields up. But they're, it's been, it hasn't been long enough for them to get, you know, some of the stuff like you have, which is flat screens and, and warp, warp drives and stuff like that. So, they're, they're still breaking down the technology and trying to apply uh, use apply science to advance the culture. So they've so, progressed substantially, but they're not at the point where they're running around at warp speed. Are they still running around carrying weapons? Uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, there's no overt weapons in the images you see. I mean, Unless you want the Iocian version of like A Team or something like that, but for the most part, you don't see any kind of 
like large, as they called heaters. Yeah, so no, no one's carrying around Thompsons anymore. No, not to, not on the screens you see. But they could be carrying concealed phaser weapons, so we should be prepared for that. Heaters. Heaters. <laughs> okay, Captain. Mi- <laughs> Go ahead, Captain. May I suggest that we alter our approach vector? We don't know exactly what their offensive capabilities are. If they're still similar in culture to what they were before. We should assume that the first technological leaps that we're making were weaponry. So we should probably, I would suggest we come up from one of the magnetic pole sides, which should mask our approach as much as possible, I guess. All right, uh, Mr. Atragon, Mr. Tretner, go ahead and change our course. Roger that, Captain. Right. Do I need to roll anything, or can I just push no, the button? No, no, it's 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 pretty standard. There's no stress. It's just it's like driving a car. So beep boop boop. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I am recording that audio later. Um. <laughs> so you approach. Well, let me see something here. Let me do a behind the scenes roll. Uh. Mm-mm. You know what? I'm feeling old school. Mm. Oh, do I, I hear dice coming out? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I have my bag of dice from my table games. Okay. You, as far as you can tell, there is no initial reaction to your arrival. Now, be, remember, because it's a space station, I'm extrapolating that because... There is something orbiting in there. You have to go way on a, on a z-axis, way above the planet, on it on its uh, on a spin axis, way above it in space, and then come down above it. Because uh, if you do a standard approach, there's odds the space station would see you. So that's what I'm extrapolating. Does that sound right? How much space junk is there in orbit? You know, spin satellites um, and other, you, other, other miscellaneous at, Now that you guys are pretty close, the you detect there is two starships, or uh, not, I'm sorry, not starships, spaceships in in or, or basically next to the space station. There is satellites. They are synchronous orbit. There's not a whole bunch of them. I mean, it's only been 19 years since the last time they were here, so they don't have 30 or 40 years of space junk up there like we have. So, uh, there are several, and for the most part, they're, you can tell from the sensors that they are bounce backs. They are not outward sensors. They're basically just bouncing back transmissions coming up for the planet. And GPS. <laughs> GPS and, 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 and satellite TV, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, equivalent, yes. Equivalent. Yes. Okay, thank you. Yep. So, Captain, what do you want to do? And crew? I think we should proceed. Uh, just go ahead and hail them, announce our rifle, and ask for uh, Bella. Okay. Bella Akmix. So, you... 
I think it was Oxmix, or at least I think that's how it was pronounced on the show. Oxmix, it's it's a really stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> See, the sensitivity training pays off. <laughs> Not even the captain went. <laughs> so you open comms and it was one guy in a room by himself, standing in a corner like just picking at like the, the, the veggie tray. Don't slap Romulans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll Jesus. punch them instead. Okay. So, this is, oh, go ahead. This is Starfleet. We fight with our brains, not our fists. So, that's what it is. <laughs> so, this his angry face, but that's his token. So, nice. you base. So you basically get this on the screen. And of course, he's not an angry face here. But that is not Oxmix. No, it's not. Nope. He's got an Apple. Yeah, he's nope. got a MacBook there. <laughs> he's pretty impressive. Uh, it, and a candy a- dish. A- Apple. Apple is, is uh, intergalactic. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I see the candy dish back there. So... If everybody remembers, this is uh, Krakow. And on the screen, he goes, Ah, Captain, it's about time you came back. It's only been how long in your world? I don't know. For us, it's been like 15 cycles. It's been 19 years, unfortunately. Uh, Mr. Mr. Krakow, I presume. Uh, That's... President Krakow. President Krakow. I see things have progressed here. I'm sorry it took us so long to get uh, to get back out here, but it took. We've had problems of our own back at home, and it took a while for our technology to make this trip uh, as quick as it was this time. Well, since you have left us, and we've only been by ourselves. Our concerns are generally only for the planet. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, are you back for your cut? Yes. Well, we we wanted to possibly renegotiate our cut, and we wanted to establish more regular communications with you. So you leave us for 15 cycles, and you come back for your cut, and you want to negotiate with us. This is interesting. I don't know. I don't know how your society's progressed. We don't know what you have to offer for our cut, and we don't know what we can give you in return. Well, your cut has been set aside. That was negotiated the previous time you were here. Mm -hmm. The the only thing we're really interested in is is getting some more technology. We're kind of getting at our at our limit of what was left behind before Uh, that person that left it behind i think it was mccoy we we appreciate he did that for us of course um, it was we, we we do we we really appreciate that he left it behind as you can see we've put it to its best use i can see that i'm very impressed with the progress you've made unfortunately he did not leave that on behind on purpose it is against our policy usually to hand over technology like that to societies um, our usual policy is non-interference. 
Hmm. Well, twice you've broken that rule already. Yeah, the first time that was actually before that rule. It was so long ago that you were visited. Hmm. Well, I appreciate that you guys have returned. Uh, we were not informed that you arrived. Where, where are you currently located? Uh, we're in orbit above your planet. Our scout ships have not seen you. I'm surprised to hear that. We're just in orbit. Uh, we just landed. We saw your ships. We saw your uh, space station. Uh, perhaps we'll come into range of them in a few hours. Ah, so you're not here yet. No, we are. We're, we are in orbit of your planet, but hmm. I, I don't know how, how long the range is on your sensors on your ships. I can see, or I can track our moon. Huh. So, are you closer than our moon? I don't know. I, we, we're in orbit above your planet. I, we are in a closer orbit than your moon, yes. Hmm. Um, I'm more interested to hear in what your society is like. You are now president. Uh, how, how, what happened to uh, Mr. Oxmix? Unfortunately, the technology you left behind has really not increased our medical abilities. And because of this, time has taken him. Uh, my condolences. And off, what other- uh, before you, so you see somebody step in to the camera and kind of talk in his ear real quick. And then walk away. And he goes, ah, yes, Captain, go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize for the interruption. All that I like to know, I've read the report on uh, Captain Kirk's visit here. And I just, I'm interested to know what has changed in the past 19 years. What have you achieved? Well, you can see that we have achieved space travel, maybe not as in depth as yours. Um, how long did it take you to get here? La- out of curiosity, from your from your home. Uh, well, not from my home specifically, but from the core of the Federation, it took us a month. Hmm. One month. And on your sensors, you detect that the two spaceships have shifted and they're starting to head in your rough direction. Okay. And we're still standing by to raise shields if necessary. Okay. Right that. He goes, I remember coming up to uh, his um, Kirk, Kirk's ship. Is there any way that I could maybe come up to your ship I'm not sure I have not been cleared for visitors by the Admiralty but I can certainly contact Starfleet Command and see if we can meet you on board um, but I'd love a tour of the planet down here I'd love to see your city your people oh yes that we will set up a great reception for you when you arrive 
I'm glad to hear it. Um, could you also send us an inventory of our cut? Absolutely. You you have... Uh, we have held up our end of the bargain. I have no problem sending you the inventory. And you... I mean, immediately, you automatically start receiving a, a transmission. It's an older... Uh, older code but it's not encrypted and so it's it, it, it's already starting to transmit and it's a large, large uh, sizable file so it takes a few moments okay yes we have it sitting by here will you be using that technology that moves from things from point A to point B I'm I don't I, what did you call it I don't I'm not familiar with it I believe you're referring to the transporter ah uh, yes we might you, Use the transport we to bring might. up your cut? Yeah, okay, okay. I don't know yet. We might also use a shuttle, or we might use a small spacecraft. Wait. What is a shuttle? It's a small spacecraft. Interesting. I Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I will prepare, you, uh, prepare your reception. Uh, let us know when you're ready. Uh, feel free to look over your... Your cut? Yes, I'll have my uh, accountant get right on it. Excellent, excellent. Is there anything further I can I can help you with at this moment, Captain? I, I do have other things I have to do before you arrive. Uh, no, thank you. I do see that your uh, ships in orbit are heading our way now. So that should... they. I assume that they've now seen us. Um... Well, we'll debate that when the communication's over. Um... Thank you, Captain. Uh, yes, my sh- my shuttles are. I'm sorry, you said shuttles. He my spaceships. Know what a shuttle is? No, that's why I said. You, I just, <laughs> my my ships are are definitely. Uh, we just want to see what your ship looks like from the outside. I mean, you have to remember uh, that was many years ago for us, and we we never seen the exterior of your ship. We're just curious as to what it looks like. Certainly. Okay. Good. Anything further, Captain? Uh, no, we will speak to you in a couple of hours. Hey, okay. and then the transmission cuts out. So I'm going to go ahead and move you guys back to yes, move you back to the bridge. Okay, okay. So, uh, the these ships that are trans or that are moving towards you, they are not moving very fast. I mean. They are, imagine our space shuttles, and they're maybe just a, a Iosha uh, better than that. So they are moving at what we, what you guys would equivalent, equivalent or equate, how about words, <clears throat> which you would equate to as low-end technology. So, I mean, it's going to take them a while to arrive. Uh, can we take a look at that data file they sent us up? Starfleet is curious to know what the, what exactly our cut consists of. Okay, so here is what's on your list. Let me get down to... Here we go. Uh, there is 500,000 metric tons. It's been t- almost 20 years of various things. Uh, their equivalency... Well, it's not their equivalency. It's equivalent. It's freaking... Atoms. So iron, gold, silver, 
um, a lot of precious metals, platinum, titanium, things. No latinum? No latinum. No latinum. Okay. Uh, There are certain types of oils. Now, these oils are different because, well, oils aren't aren't a element. So there are alien oils of some sort that you're not quite sure what it does. They list it with a strange name, but it basically equates to like oils, precious stones, uh, crystals of varying molecular densities, and several that are radioactive. But okay. it's it's a large list. And again, the 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 things that are elemental are very easy for you to determine. All the stuff that isn't elemental, you are not sure what they are. You're not sure what value they equate to or what their use would be by the Ioceans. All right. Can we go ahead and transmit a copy of this list back to Starfleet Command and see what they want to do about this cut? I believe Kirk's intent originally was to invest the cut back into the people of this planet. And I want to know if they have a plan for how to do that or if they want to become warlords and take their cut. (laughs) Okay. So you transmit the message. And again, even though with your higher speeds, it takes a few it takes a few moments and you get a com return from Federation. Okay. Okay. Ah, Captain. And this time, it's been a little while, so this is a one-star Admiral. Not Kirk. Not Kirk. Even though Kirk is a one I think he's a one or two-star. He's a lower half and that's at this time yep. period. Um, I didn't write this character out. I didn't expect you to call for him. Uh, so we'll just call him. I'll write it down now. Admiral Layden. So an admiral, uh, his name is Layden, and this is a blue uniform admiral. And Captain, I I just got forwarded to this list of what. I guess I had new, no idea what what's going on with this cut briefing thing. I, the reason I'm talking to you is because the list you have, uh, we are interested in some of those crystals. All right. Um, we would we would like you to do a uh, to receive them or receive at least a sample of them and get a deep molecular scan and let us know exactly what it is because from the rough idea that we have right here with their lower technology they give you like a scan of it but that's their technology the oceans uh we see some promise in that so we would like to see what we can come up with with our deeper scans okay this is uh my understanding is this is our cut of the deal that Admiral Kirk negotiated with the Ioceans 19 years ago. Uh, my understanding was he wanted to reinvest it back into the planet and its population. Uh, do you have any specific orders on how you would like me to, pr- to proceed with the rest of the cut outside of the crystals? Uh, it's irrelevant to us. The rest of it is nothing that looks of interest to us. So use your captain's discretion. All right, that's an awful lot of discretion. Thank you, Admiral Layden. 
Okay, and very well, Captain. Thank you. And the message cuts out. Okay. Mr. Etrigan, what do you think of these ships uh, approaching us? Can't say I'm a fan, Captain. I'd be real happy if we raised the shields. Would their sensors be able to detect if we raised shields? My you... guess would be no, but that's a guess. So what you what you your sensors are picking them up not because they have sensors transmitting on you, just because your sensors are able to do modernized radar returns. Uh, mm-hmm. Your ship is not picking up any transmissions from these things. Okay, so we should be able to raise shields and they won't even notice. That's your impression. Yes, then go ahead and raise shields. Raising shields, Captain. Okay, so your shields are up. Good to know. All right, do we have any suggestions for what to do with the rest of our cuts? Sounds like Starfleet Command is interested in the crystals and none of the rest of it. Well, we, um, the first thing we should do is uh, get a sample on board. Um, so maybe uh, get uh, what's his name back on 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 the on on the screen and uh, and ask for for a sample to 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 study. All right. What about the rest of it? Perhaps use it to purchase more of the crystals or uh, buy more information that we're looking for about the planet. Mm. XO? I don't know if I have any serious ideas. I'm just thinking of piracy, having a little treasure room with a bunch of booty in it, <laughs> playing pirate. Oh, we're not <laughs> space pirates. I like this idea. <laughs> I'm asking for realistic, constructive ideas about how to help these people with this fortune that we don't need. Now I know what next campaign is going to be. GM, Piracy. I have, GM, I have a question. Um, yes. Do we have replicator technology? Yes. It's not as it's not as complicated as it is in TNG. It does. Uh, it it can't do super complex things right now. It can do. Food, it can do liquids, waters, it can do basic materials that you can later assemble to be more complicated. Medical, but, go ahead. medical supplies as well? Yes, basic medical supplies, yes. Captain, I have an idea. Um, why don't we accept some of the items that they have, use our replicators to convert it into energy, and then convert the energy into medical supplies and other Hopefully, not non uh, uh, other technologies that that are that may have a, a limiting uh, impact on their culture. It does seem like medicine is the one field where they have not advanced. So long as we don't include any biomimetic gel in the shipment, I think we should be all right. Reading over uh, Kirk's account again, his proposal was actually to put our cut into a planetary treasury and use it to guide the Iotians into a more ethical system. We could just put all of this in. I think we should go ahead and use some of it to give them medical supplies to advance that and put the rest of it in a trust and hand it off to the the Admiralty. 
Okay. So, with a with a idea of what you could do with it, what is your next step? Our next step is to arrange the time to come down for the reception at which and ask at, in that same arrangement for a sample of the different uh for a sample of each of the items included in the cut so that it doesn't look so obvious that we're interested in the crystals. Okay. Uh, so you want to contact, you want to contact, uh, Krakow again. Yes. Okay. So with that, back over Sorry. There we go. Okay, so Crackle gets back on the screen. This time he has You see him right over there. That's an ugly mug. That's Teppo. He was in this he was the other boss that they Okay, and then this guy's back there. Ah, Captain. Ah, uh, yes, President Krakow. Uh, we're hoping we could arrange our reception within the next couple of hours. Let us know what would be a good time. And we would also like to see a sample of each of the items included in our cut for my scientists to take a look at. No problem. I can have, total, I can have that arranged very quickly. Thank you very much. And you, so before the screen cuts off, your sensors report that the ships are within visual range of you, like, Mm -hmm. say, eight or nine kilometers, ten kilometers, and the ships are slowing down. Okay. And, again, he he gets a little whisper in his ear. Uh, Captain, uh, stand by for a moment. And here's his little conversation. And then he steps back over here. He goes, ah, that is a mighty impressive vessel. And he looks down at his little space eye, uh, Apple computer. <laughs> he looks at it. <laughs> that is a, a large vessel. I'm, I'm deeply impressed. Is, was, was the last vessel that came here, was it as big as that one? Ah, uh, the Enterprise? She was the be- she was the best of the fleet at that time. Uh, the Hathaway is uh, the Hathaway is brand new. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, I remember. I was there when when the last time the ship was here, or the the Enterprise as you called it was here. Took out several of our people on a, almost a city block range. It was it was disconcerting. So. Is that ship older or, than yours? Well, 19 years have passed, yes. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Interesting. So, where would you like to meet? Well, you know what? How about this? We'll just have you come to my office. You can use that transporter thing, I think you said. And you can, yes. you can come down here and, and we'll have a conversation in this office. Is All it- right. Is there anything else you, you would like before you come down for me to set up? Um, if you could have the sample ready for when I come down for my scientists to examine. Okay. 
And how long will your arrival take? I will be down there in one hour. Very well. Look forward to it. As do I. And communications cut. There we go. Okay. So with that, uh, let me do something here real quick just for poops and giggles. Oh, that's like right there. Uh, that's like right there. So who you want to take with you, Captain? Let's take the whole gang. You want to take the whole gang? Wow. I love the gang. The gang. I might need a little alterations before I go down. Uh, well, they, they according to the report, they did not react to uh, Spock's physi- uh, physiological differences 19 years ago, except to point out that his ears were pointy. They did not react with fear or anything. I was not planning on covering up my spots. Doctor, if it makes it more comfortable, you can camouflage yourself, but we're not in a situation where we are trying to hide who we are. As you wish, Captain. Okay. So, you prepare to transport down. And let's go to the transporter. Transporter room. Here we go. And we're going to raise shields again as soon as we've transported. Okay. Which is a good call, seeing that your sensors just detected four more ships leaving the space station. Wow. They are uh, might curious. Okay. So, oops. Wrong window. So let me just get to your... Get your crew together here. So, uh, Captain, go ahead and place your characters on the screen in preparation for departure. Okay, and please put them in the order that you would like them to transport in. Captain, you wanted me to stay back, considering that we have all those new ships coming at us? Yeah, I want you to stand by with the spear. That's a good idea, Exo. Mr. Etragon, if you would beam down first to do a security sweep. Someone remind me how I can place my character Roger. on the screen again. Grab, Grab your the face. Knee. The hand, the knee <laughs> I can see him right now going, it's not working. <laughs> But see, that doesn't work. I grab. I uh, try grabbing my face. No, it's nothing. it's. I grab my face. Like I go to the bio info tab. I click on my token and I drag it on there. Oh, from your character info page. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to do from the bottom of the screen. That yeah, that would do it. No. Wait, can I can't do it from either place. Actually, grab the the name uh, on on see, the uh, tab. yeah. If I grab the name from the bottom of the screen, nope. I see nope. my name. No, no. It, it, like. From the tab. From your, from the character yeah, tabs. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I grab uh, mine okay. from the journal, yeah. Yeah. So it's obnoxious that if you drag from the bottom of the screen, it shows you dragging your name, but then nothing happens. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, I, I just tried the dragging my name because I haven't been doing that. So there was an extra captain there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Etrigan's going down first. Okay. And is that true? Yes, yes, I'm going to go down first, 
And I will do a full security sweep, including a tricorder scan. Okay. Yeah, we're also we're armed. Oh, we've I'm got, always armed. Good. good. We've got dis- we've got discreet phasers. Good. Good. No. Discreet phasers. Discreet. Very boring. well. So the hidden ones. Not That's boring. Okay. So there you there you guys are. Or there Etrigan. So you, this is what he beams into. Who's the other guy? Okay. So that's oh, there's two other guys. You know, scan for weapons, shields, cameras. Oh, other you people. Oh, yes. So your scan picks up. Every everybody in this room's armed, and you detect two guards on the outside. Which it's a president's office, so I wouldn't be super suspicious of two guys standing outside his door. But everybody in this everybody in this thing is armed. There's no ands, ifs, or buts. I am going to transmit that information to the ship. Okay. So. I am not surprised that they are all armed, but I'm interested to know whether it's projectile weapons or energy weapons. Interesting. He's going to do a sensor scan for that. He's going to have to do a scan. He's going to have to do a roll for that. And... The roll is going to be, uh, let me see. So, control and science. And it's not going to be super hard. It's only going to be one success. It's not difficult. But there's no support on this. So, roll good. Because you're the only person there right now. That was not good. It was kind of the opposite. Yeah, that was the opposite of rolling good. So, you detect, you were successful, there's only one success. So, you detect they are kinetic weapons. They are not, they are not, um, they're not laser weapons or energy weapons, they're kinetic weapons. But they are a lot more stout than the previous kinetic weapons that you would uh, had initially read in the briefing. You're used to Tommy guns and stuff like that. These kinetic weapons are like uh, what you can detect is basically they're 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 stronger, they're more powerful. And for the negative effect is you you are you hiding this tricorder? Is this tricorder in the open? Are you you discreetly scanning or are you overtly scanning? Eh, Discreetly. Okay. Because you're discreetly scanning, your negative effect is they straight look at you and go, are you concerned with our weapons? And I look right at the president and go, a little bit. That's my job. Are these like handguns or are they rifles? Are they the standard P90 rifles that are no, no, no. These, on every these, sci-fi show ever? Nope, nope. These are <laughs> these are concealed. I mean, if you look at them, you can't tell. Okay. Okay. They they are not overt standing there with straight up like armed rifles. They are hand they are concealable handguns, but they are beefy concealable handguns. That's what the sensor shows you. 
And with that, this guy goes over there, and he proceeds to pat you down. Do you resist? No. Okay. So we're going to old school this shit again. I mean, oops, the stuff again. I got to keep remembering my own rules. So he is distracted because you are not you are not human, right? You're an Afrosian mix, correct? That is correct. Okay, that's why. So they the last ones they saw, last people they saw were humans and basically humans with pointed ears. They did not see any kind of other race. And you gotta understand, you were the only people they've ever met that weren't from their planet. So your appearance is quite distracting to the point that he completely completely misses your weapon. Fantastic. And he steps back and he, he looks and he goes, uh, boss, as far as I can tell, he's not armed. And okay, Johnny, you gotta you gotta be sure. He goes, No, boss, I I checked him, he's good. So, but what he does find is your scanner. So the question I ask you is, do you resist him from taking the scanner? Um, no. So he takes the scanner and he places it on the desk. They don't take it and run out the room. They just put it on the desk. Okay. So that's the situation. What do you what do? You, do? you call the captain, tell her it's good to go. What do you what do you do? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to contact the captain and let her know. Yeah. Four male subjects, all armed, concealed weapon. Okay. Two guards outside the door. And they've taken an interest in my tricorder. Okay. And, Captain, do you have concealed weapons or overt weapons? We have concealed weapons. Okay. So, who's next to transport down? Are you arrested? You coming in as a group? I think the rest... I think the next should be me and Mr. Trowell, and then we can hit him with the shock value of Commander Tall and Dr. Zad. Ta-da! Okay. Oh, that's why. (laughs) So I'm an idiot. I'm sitting here trying to drag your tokens across two windows, and it's not working. I was going, why is this thing broken? (laughs) Now I know it's my idiot operation. Okay. So I am... Okay. So what we do is, while they're transporting down, that's when we're going to go to break. And I'm going to play our break music. I'm going to mute everybody else out. So we'll be back in about 13 minutes. It would be really cool if our break music was five-year missions, a piece of the action. Oh, it is five-year mission. Awesome. Wait, wait, it is five-year mission, but I didn't tell management what episode we were doing, so I don't think he included it. Oh, no. So, uh, we'll be back. Okay.
Hey, welcome back. And we are going to get back into the game. So, I believe it's you said that the captain and Mr. Troll would be the first to come down? Yes. Okay. So, you transport down, and you see this... You see this gentleman right here. He walks over and he goes ahead and searches for weapons. Oh, he is just terrible at it. <laughs> he doesn't even come close. He's patting your shoulders. He's like checking your spots. Trying to figure out what's going on. Didn't find your weapon. Walks over here. Hmm. This time he does find your weapon, Captain. Do you resist? Okay. Yes, they're armed. Why shouldn't I be too? Okay. So you're doing a... You are doing a contested roll. You do not want him to take your weapon, as that's what you're saying. Yes. Okay. So the question would be, our weapons officer, is he, is he with us? Mr. Muted Weapons Officer? Okay. So, we'll do, do a roll. What I want you to do is we're going to do a contested roll. This is going to be a fitness security. Really? Fitness? Yes, because you have to use strength. I'm not going to intimidate him with my intimidating presence. Ooh, okay. You can... What would you say to him to stop what he was doing? Um, To get his hands off of me because I'm the captain, I'm a guest, and I he's just as armed as I am. Okay. I also have focuses in both diplomacy and persuasion. Okay. So I want you to go ahead and roll. Go ahead and roll for that. Okay. And again, it's going to be a contested. It's willpower. So this is. So you're going to roll presence and security. And I'm going to use one momentum. Okay. Oh. Back. Okay. Back. Okay. Back. <laughs> so, what you see, weapons officer, is your captain's got your captain got uh, frisked for a weapon. He did find the weapon, and now she is trying to persuade him to stop. What is your action? Do you do anything to interfere, or you just hold, let her have her hold her own against him? Uh, so long as it doesn't look like she's coming to harm, and she doesn't give me the signal to take him out, okay, I'm going to stand aside. That works. So, what's, go ahead. What's the signal? I'll know. 
Okay. <laughs> slappy, slappy. <laughs> so, uh, he, not only does he, ju- you rebuke him, he basically stumbles backwards and almost falls over the desk in, in, um, just surprise to see, you remember, these are, for the most part, yeah, they are more rolled up, rolled forward than, you know, the 30s, 1930s, but not too far. So to have a woman, female, to be so strong kind of throws him aback a little bit, and he just kind of looks at the, he kind of looks at the uh, boss, Mr. Cra- or President Krakow, and he just kind of gives him a slight nod. Just like, yeah, let it go. And he just kind of walks back over here. Ah, Captain, that's a courtesy. I think we won't have a problem with all of us being armed in here. Are we... We're adult enough to handle that, right? Yes, we merely sought to follow your cultural norms. Understandable. You gotta excuse my security. They're uh, particularly protective. It's all right. The young ones are so hard to train. <laughs> I like your attitude. Do we get momentum back because I kicked his butt? N- no, because it was a contested. So, <laughs> okay. no. Um, and I think it's ready for uh, Grok and Doc to come down. Okay. So, with that, Dr... And the doctor. Oh, there she is. Okay, the doctor comes down. Okay. Sorry, I'm expanding your icon. And then Big the Doctor Engineer comes down. I put myself down already. Oh, okay, go ahead. Just expand yours out to four squares. Grab your it curse. Won't let me expand. Okay, I'll take care of it then. There we go. Thank now you. this is the this is the first time. I mean, you transported down, um, so it's a little hard to see what everybody else is looking at. You gotta understand that, uh, Krako and Teppo, the guy, the older guy with the the bowler hat on the left, they were both there with the original, the original uh, contact by the Enterprise. The other two are still kind of mesmerized because this is the first time they've seen this happen in action. First, well, the first occurrence of it the last couple times. So they're got a weird look about them and kind of amazed uh, and slightly intimidated, especially now that we have a non-human appearing coming down. I mean, Etrigan is humanoid and very similar in human appearance. However, the doctor and the engineer are nowhere near that. So they are... They're kind of like tepid, trepidation, trepidation kind of thing. Like, wow, okay, so that just happened. Ah, Grok just tries to look even more intimidating. He uh, he bears his 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 tusks and kind of like smiles. (laughs) (laughs) And does the opposite to look less intimidating. Okay, so Teppo steps up and moves to the side, and he sl- they slide over. I mean, f- 
you asked samples for everything they had, right? You weren't very specific? Yeah, I asked for a sample of everything on the list. So he kind of pushes a little button under uh, on his, next to his there uh, on the side of his desk. Uh and a another henchman looking guy comes up and he brings in a box. And by a box, I don't mean like look at me, I'm carrying a box. I mean like he's rolling it in on a cart and it's the size of a pretty much a coffin. Okay, that's a big okay. box. I mean, it's a good size one. Uh, and Captain, your samples as you requested. Uh, thank you very much, President. Mr. Tall, if you pl- could please do a cursory analysis to make sure all of these materials are safe for transport. Will do, Captain. I pull out a tricorder. Okay, go ahead and give me uh, give me a uh, control science, and it's just one. Um, could I use my manufacturing background to, um, to, to help identify the materials in, in, in the, the box? Yeah, I'll let you do that. Sure. Uh, it's a box. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you try, you attempt to do the scan and for some reason, the box that's, that's, they brought in is being, Surprisingly resistant to your scans. Uh, you really can't tell what type of materials in there. Mr. Tall, could you please open the box? I approach the box and um, is there a way for me to check for traps? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, sure. Sure. Uh, you're doing a reason engineering. And again, one success. I'm going to use a momentum this time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could assist them up in combat demolitions experience. Okay. So you will this roll time, one die. Uh, this time, um, let's see. Should I use my manufacturing or... or yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to use my manufacturing focus once again. Uh, because for opening the box, yeah, we won't fly on that one. Yeah, that's going to be okay. a, a straight roll unless you got something else. Um, transporters, replicators. I can maybe see if there's uh, if there's anything that may affect transporters. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a stretch. No, no. Give me a straight roll, and then. Uh, Again, that's a. Jeez. Oh, oh my goodness! Come on, can we not open boxes? <laughs> I did get two successes, hey. but I did get a crit. Hey, it can Fail. be hard sometimes. Alien boxes. And and uh, Weps, give us a roll. Uh, what do I need to roll here? You're doing. Uh, it was I gave you reason engineering, right? You just told me it was going to be one die. Yeah, it's going to be one die of reason engineering. In a, an assist. Okay. Uh, my combat demolitions. Yes. Applicable focus. Yep. I don't want you to blow up the box. 
Okay, so <laughs> as far as uh, you guys open the box or you know start working the latches, you're checking for little trips, you're looking for little switches, you're looking for anything you can see that would look out of ordinary. For the most part, the box is basically imagine a, a coffin size metallic box like the hard shell boxes, waterproof waterproof hard shell boxes we have in you know our world. Imagine it's just substantially larger, and there is nothing there is nothing that's going to cause an issue, except of course when the engineer gets a little frustrated because it's not a straight simple switch or i'm sorry straight switch uh straight what what is that noise a, a straight little you know latch he actually snaps off one of the latches and they all kind of just look and by accident he intimidates everybody by the strength he used to break off this latch because this latch is a pretty hefty latch i mean they're moving around precious material this is not light stuff and he just snaps it off He's like, I, oh, smile. I smile nervously once again, you know, showing off my tusks, which it doesn't help with the, <laughs> which, no. which helps with the intimidation. So we're going to say the box is over here and then you just see everybody visually kind of shift this way. <laughs> to the point that the, the, the president kind of leans out of its lean sideways in his chair away from it like, holy you know. The box comes open, and from what you can see, it looks like a box full of pretty straight material. There's nothing elaborate from your initial inspection. Okay, since this box does not look like an elaborate plan to take over our ship, I'm going to order Mr. Tall to take it back up to the ship to give a deeper analysis on the crystals. Yes, Captain. Okay, so... Engineer and the box are going to go back to the ship. Yes, and then shields are going to go up after transportion is complete again. Okay. So the box... Did you just say transportion? If I did, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Before Grok beams out, he yep. does the little, I'm watching you, hand signal. <laughs> to <eat them. laughs> nice. Wow. Okay. And he they, he transports out with the box, and everybody trying goes back to their, their original positions. And surprisingly, uh, the the tension is released. There's there's a drop in tension as the now strange to these people person snapped off one of their hardest metals in the process of just looking at a box. So, yeah, that's that's how we do it at Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Captain, welcome to welcome to Iocean, uh, Iosha. Uh, thank you again, President Krakow. Let me introduce my crew. This is Mr. Etrigan, Doctor Zad, and Mr. Trowell. Nice to meet you all. Uh, Pleasure to meet you. Just, just out of curiosity, how many people does your ship hold? As many as it needs to. <laughs> Good uh, answer. Nice, nice. Uh, 
Good, 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 good. So, how would you like to transport your cut? Uh, we'll see. I have my scientists are examining uh, the samples you gave. And once, they, once I have a report from them, I'll be able to tell you what we want to do with our cut. Okay. So, we are going to go... Treasure right. room. Treasure <laughs> room. We're not pirates. Sorry, I'm sliding this thing around trying to find us our engineering space. Why am I having a problem? There it is. Okay, so we're going to slide over here. Take a pause for the crew on the ground. We're going to um, put our engineer... And hey, if the XO's bored, I guess he could help too. Yeah, I'm just keeping that shuttle seat warm, but I'll go to the engineering room. <laughs> okay. So, you bring the box into the space uh, and crack it open. Or, well, oh, let's put it this way. You bring the box into space. What do you want to do with it, engineer? I'm assuming it's already open. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I mean, well, you you close the t you close it after your inspection, but yeah, the top is is the locks. There's no locks on it. You've already worked the mechanism to open it up easily. The seal's been broken on it, but obviously, you closed it when you transported it. So it's a closed box, a loosely closed box in your in your engineering space. Okay, I'm going to. Um Gently remove one of the crystals from the box, and I am going to um, take it over to one of the uh, consoles and uh, and then try to run a full analysis on it. Okay. So, what you uh, you do your full scan? Okay. So let's do a let's do an insight science. Okay. To inside science, and because of because of the material, I'm going to make it two successes, the and ship the, ship, the ship will assist. But you can assist too, XO. Um, yes, Captain. With, with uh, some of my experiences with um, that. Does it look like it could be some variant of of dilithium crystal? If so, could I apply my warp field dynamics or warp engines to it? Mm, yes. Yes. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and use uh, another momentum. Okay. Go ahead and pull straight oh. off. Damn. And what would you like the ship to roll? The ship is going to roll a, to assist him. It is going to be a sensors and science. And then if the XO is going to assist, it's going to be uh, inside science also. Yeah, XO better assist. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, the science of one. High five. <laughs> Clutch. 
Wow. So yeah, that's why I thought that the be a better ship would help, but hey. Well, if you look at this numbers, you're just as good as the ship is. So he, which, you could also say he's as bad as the ship is. Or that too. Thanks for putting that way. <laughs> <laughs> so what you discover is that the crystal alignment is very, very similar to dilithium crystals. And that with some kind of what you can't tell right now, because I mean you're not a you're not a, a experimental in, a scientist, is that the ship has extrapolated that with some in, with some kind of enrichment process or alteration process at the molecular level, you could get an extra ten percent more efficiency out of these crystals than the current ones that you're using from the mining the lo- lo- the location your current ones were mined from. Ooh. Intriguing. Hot damn. Are you seeing these results, Commander? I am. That's actually really interesting. You think we can use it already? We can put that on the shuttle. I would advise against it at this time. Unless you like pyrotech. Unless you like pyrotechnics. Who doesn't? Uh, Yeah. Goes well with the bumper sticker. What bumper sticker? You're not there. I know. <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> um, and for canon purposes, this is one of the reasons I my my thought process is this is one of the reasons could be why uh, warp engines were higher sustain- sustainable in the TNG era. Ooh, that's why we don't need more foreign cells on most ships. In TNG era. So. Cells are stupid. Sorry. Stop pooping on our ship. <laughs> I was about to say. Where's that Miranda? I, I think there's a Miranda sitting around someplace. <laughs> Do I get the motor to Uber class now? That's going to be great. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Ooh, it is around this era, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um. So. Uh, I. I respectfully decline from serving on an Oberth clash. <laughs> so noted. Uh, so, you, do you pass this information to the captain? There's yes, we do. Okay. Overtly or covertly? Um, do you ask her to step outside? Do you just blur it? How do you, how do you inform well, her? Considering that there's a bunch of gangsters down there, so yeah, I'll, I'll ask her to step outside. <clears throat> okay, Captain. So hold on, hold on, hold on a second oh. here. Uh, yeah, yeah, hold on. Give me, give me a moment here. I only, I only can work so fast with this interface. It's a little, little. There we go. Okay. There we go. Okay. Captain, can you hear me? This is Stratner. Yes, Commander. I have some interesting information for you. Um, are you alone? No, I'm not. Uh, do you want to go ahead and just send your results to my tricorder? Will do, Captain. Sending your way right now. All right. Okay, Captain, with this information. That's some very interesting information, Commander. Thank you for sharing. 
You're welcome. I'm going to go now and have some fun with Grok. Not too much fun, I hope. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> unicorns. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, oh. unicorns. So. Captain. Is there yes. something particular that you like in your cut? Oh, we are just examining a couple of the interesting things that you have from our uh, from your planet that we do not have on our Federation worlds. Interesting. Uh, your oils are very unique. Also, those crystals. Ah, uh, there was several crystals in there. You have to be more specific. And just to, just to give you information, it it's a it's a off green crystal. Okay. With like a marbling of pink inside of it. I believe the uh, the greenish and pink crystals uh, caught my engineer's attention. Interesting. Well, we have a we have several locations that we can pull it off this planet. Uh, they're not they're not tremendously abundant, but we could always make a deal. We don't particularly have any use for them. Um, however, if you're interested in them, maybe I need to keep them. I think we can. Uh, I think we can come to some sort of arrangement. We can renegotiate our cut. We would. We would be very interested in seeing your society progress further, and perhaps investing some of our cut in your future. Mm, interesting. Okay, so flip. I'm gonna flip up to the space model real quick. So you said you opened the box on the ship, yes? Pull the materials out. Do it's not. open, yes. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. So now the shuttles start moving in closer. And these are progressing. Okay. Grok, did you miss something in the box? So you get a report, XO, that the shuttles. Um, the spaceships are moving closer. Now, do you want to do anything with the ship's operation with this information? I would like um, whoever's on helm, I would um, tell him to start moving away from the ships mm -hmm. at slow speeds. Mm -hmm. Also, I would at the same time alert the fighter pilots to <laughs> go down and get the jets, uh, get the shuttles ready. Okay. And also open hailing frequencies to the shuttle and let them know that they need to back off. Okay. And so, perhaps I should let the captain know. Okay. Perhaps. So while you're preparing, while all that's happening, you are detecting uh, transmissions from the shuttle, or I keep saying shuttles, the spaceships that some kind of this. The Hathaway determines like a fire control radar has been used to lock on the ship. Well, that's just great. Okay, in that case, red alert. Oh, okay. So the ship goes in. Like, I don't like my ship getting painted, and it's my ship right now because the captain's not here. <laughs> so. Captain, you are informed that there are shuttles. Spaceships are approaching 
and that the ship is getting painted by a some kind of target lock. President Krakow, it's starting to get a little crowded up there in orbit. This isn't a very welcoming uh, committee that you've sent to see my ship. Oh, Captain, you know, this is the only type of system we have to track your ship in orbit. We don't have these advanced systems that you have. We have to use painting technology where the scientists tell me we use this transmitting radar beam to lock onto your ship so we can keep track of where it's at. We didn't know you were up there until you transmitted to us. My understanding is your ships are now in visual range. They don't need to paint my ship anymore. Well, your ships are faster than ours are, so you could literally just fly away anytime you wanted. So, to keep track of where you're at, I have to use some technology. Very well. Just understand, this is not a great action to take if you want to welcome visitors to your world. Don't concern yourself with those. Compared to compared to you, our ships are just bugs on the proverbial windshield. What are you concerned with? I'm concerned with appearances. Actions are very important, Mr. President. Understandable, understandable. I mean, all we want to do is just be friends and, and share it's it, I share our material, our, our our interesting materials, and you share cool ways that we could go out and explore the galaxy. Don't you think? Let's walk before we run. Says the person that's already sprinting. My people have spent millennia getting to the point. Don't worry. Exploring the galaxy will come to you all in good time, but you don't want to get there too quickly. We are not the only ones out there. And not everyone is as friendly or welcoming as the Federation. We're just, we're friendly people. We can compensate for that. It's, it's fine. Not everyone is friendly. You did mention earlier when I talked about Bella that your medical technology has not advanced as much as you would like based on the trans, uh, the uh, transdater McCoy left. We would like to help you with that. We would like to help you take care of your people better. Now you're talking. This is my kind of thing. Anything Good. to assist my people. I'm glad we can work along that lines. I have, uh, Dr. Zad has several medical advancements that she can, she can share with your doctors that they can build on to help improve the quality of care on your planet. And we can use part, uh, we would like to, we would like to cover the cost of that with part of our cut. We'd like to reinvest it in your people. At this moment, Teppo, the guy next to him, says, wait a minute. You want to reinvest with the material we're giving you? Or with the with the with your cut? Yes, we see potential. And we'd like to invest in your future. And with that, Krako says, no, you don't understand. We cannot change this deal. 
We we cannot. The steel cannot be changed. The I'm act. Uh, well, what I mean is giving back of what we've already given is not acceptable. Once you've given it to us, it is ours to do with what we wish. You 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 misunderstand. The act of creating and bringing our people together to present you your cut is what establishes our society. If you give us back what we've already got, or if you give us back the stuff our society has worked to give you, it basically nulls the the organization we have created. It turns into anarchy. Very well. Then we will hold it in trust and offer you medical assistance anyway. This would be acceptable. And then Teppo looks at him and starts getting starts giving him a weird look and it's very frustrating. And he walks out. And uh, do- oh, go ahead. Dr. Zad, uh, would you like to return to the ship to prepare an inventory of what we can offer these people? Yes, I'll gather up a med kit for them. All right. Okay, so the doctor goes up to the ship too? Yes, and of course, after she beams up, shields back up. Okay, so you contact the ship and the XO transports her up. Krakow's going, Captain, half half your visitors, or almost half your visitors are gone. It feels like I'm not being a good host. Oh, don't worry. They'll be back. Okay. They just have work to do. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to flip back to the ship. Flip back to the ship. So. Okay, XO, I want you to uh I want you to give me a role. I want you to your character actually, you know what? I'm going to negate that. I want you to roll for the ship. I want you to roll for the ship and I want you to give me a comms and security roll. And this is because you only have one die. I'm only going to make it one success. This is a true-false, whether your ship receives it or your ship doesn't receive it. Any focuses? <laughs> your ship always has a focus. Right. Womp womp. Okay. So, good to know. Okay. Now, uh, I want you to move the ship three squares. Any place you three attached squares. Any direction you want to go, since you're the since you're in charge of moving it around, or you're in charge of driving it. That's where it needs to. Uh, you get to make the call. Three squares. For clarification. Um... Does this space continue to the right of the um, planet, or am I kind of stuck back? Uh, no, it would. It, it will. I can just move the planet and realign everything. Perfect. Just wanted to know. Yeah. No, you're. It's space. You're not restricted to the edge there. 
Okay. Well, these ships aren't nowhere near as fast as you are, so... There we go. Okay. Back to the ground. Okay. So, Captain, I have a dinner set up for us to go ahead and have. And as you, while he says that, he sees his uh, assistant there walk up to him again, whisper something into his ear. And kind of gives him a sideways look. What? Seriously? This can't be. And he tells him, go find him. And he leaves the room immediately. Captain, you need to go back to your ship immediately. Oh, yes, Mr. President. What's the, what, what's happening? I, I, I'm not sure. All I can say is, I no longer control those shuttles or those space uh, spaceships. Those shuttles that you just called mosquitoes compared to mine. What aren't you telling me? I can tell you that they are armed. Uh, I can, but I, I, I'm not sure that I have control of all of them. Armed with what? Something that can actually damage my ship? I don't know. I don't know how strong your ship is. I've only, you're only the second, uh, you're only the third ship's ever been here. This is only the first one I've seen in person. I have no idea how capable your ship is. All I can tell you is my ships are armed. With what kind of weapon? Uh, a explosive kinetic. All right. And who's in control of them? This is an internal matter. I, I, it's irrelevant. I could just tell you that, that we may have an issue with these ships. If I take action against these ships, would you consider, will you consider it an act of war, or are you giving me free reign? All I can tell you is these ships shoot at you. They are no friends of mine. All right. Captain Kell to the Hathaway. Command, Commander. Hathaway here. Those ships coming in are unfriendlies. Ah, the tingling in my gut was correct, I guess, after all. It is. You should always trust that cut of yours. They're no longer under the control of President Krakow. You have permission to respond with force if they attack. They're armed with kinetic explosive weapons. Our shields, uh, we should, you should be able to handle that, but disable their engines if they make any, if they make any attacks. Uh, first response, or do we get to respond? Um, do we let him take the first? No preemptive strikes. Yes, Captain. Unless the um, unless their weapons have more effect on our ship than we expect. Well, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> I mean, no. If they fire on us and cause damage, disable all of them immediately. You got it. Uh, permission to scramble the shuttles. Permission granted. Hooray! Thanks, Captain. Thanks. Have fun. I always do. And don't get any scratches on my ship. We'll try to keep him away from the ship. Thank you, Commander. Captain Kell out. President Krakow, I think my first officer has things well in hand. 
at that moment, what you hear outside is an explosion. Uh, it's it's not close, but it's not far. I'd say the equivalent of about four or five blocks. And at the same time, you hear yelling and 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 uh, a weird thumping noise. Uh, you would you're not sure what the thumping noise is, but at the same time, a hole about the size of a fist just gets punched through the wall and hits the back wall by Krakow. Okay, draw phasers set to stun. And he he looks, he goes, no, please, just just leave. I gotta take care of this. I, I don't need you to worry about you and myself at the same time. You're, you're probably better shaped to be on your ship than to be down here handling the situation that I've just been informed about. President Krakow, we cannot return to our ship without endangering it. We will stay here with you. <sighs> if that's what you want, Captain. And what you're hearing is what you've learned to be basically a civil war outside. Fun. And with that, we are going to close this session. What? What? Seriously? That's on a space battle? Alright, you gotta bring it up to be continued with the end of this video. Yeah, though.